0: Uh, let's just, I'm going to just pray quickly over our tithes and offerings. I've got a, a scripture I want to read, uh, and then I want to also just pray for VMLI as well uh, as we do that. So the scripture I have for our tithes and offerings this morning is at of 2 Corinthians 9, starting in verse 6. It says this, But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, but he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Amen? Doesn't he love a cheerful giver? I just absolutely love that scripture. That's why uh, Pastor Liz always says, you know, bring your tithes and offerings up here with joy, with a smile on your face, because it is more blessed, is a bigger blessing to give than it is to receive. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are calling this church to a new level, Father. You are calling us into new and greater realms and spheres of influence. Father, I thank you for those waves uh, that are coming through, Father God, of more of you, more of your spirit, Father God, in every area. Thank you, Lord, that you are equipping us and you're using us, Father God, and that you will be sending us out, Father, to reach this community in this town and northwest Pennsylvania. Father, we just lift up Melody and Mike and Sam, who's here, and their whole family and the whole ministry of Victorious Living Ministries International. Lord, we just thank you for the blessing that they are to this world. Father, we pray a blessing on these Bible schools, Lord, that are beginning to start and the ones that are already going, Lord. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that you are ministering through them, that lives are being changed, Lord. Father, thank you for continued blessing and favor as they travel around the world and around the country, Lord. And, Father, we just give all these things to you, and as we give this message here that you have for us today, may our hearts be open, may our eyes be open, and our ears attuned to what you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, uh, open up your Bibles to Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9. And we're going to pick up where we left off last week, and we're doing a series Uh, We just started this series last week. It's called The Spiritual Disciplines of Abstinence. And of course, I joked around a little bit about all the married couples. We're like, oh, and then we really explained what we're actually talking about and what do we actually mean by these spiritual disciplines. And what I want to open up today before we get into Acts chapter 9, I want to define for a minute what is a discipline. I didn't do this last week. But what is a discipline? By definition, if you look on the website or you Google it, it's, there's a bunch of different uh, definitions and of course there's disciplining our children. There's all kinds of different ways but this one jumped out at me. It says, training that corrects, molds, or perfects the mental faculties or moral character. Ooh. Let me read that again. This, a, a discipline is a training that corrects, molds, or perfects the mental faculties or moral character. And this is the world's definition of a discipline. And how is one created? Something, a discipline happens when we do something over and over and over and over again. And back in the beginning of the year, we did these, these spiritual disciplines of action, and we all really like those, don't we? We love the spiritual disciplines of actions because it's like, oh man, we get to worship. We get to pray. We get to read the word. And those are all great. And I'm not saying we stop doing any of those. But I really believe that as the Lord is moving and as he is speaking and as he is calling us and as he is trying to tell us things that he wants us to go do, there's a time that we have to begin to abstain from things that we have typically done. We have to begin to slow down we have to begin to stop we have to begin to have times of silence and solitude in our life we have to begin to look to practice something called sabbath which most of us have just thrown out the window and there's things that god is calling us to begin to abstain from because in general not this church of course but we are becoming too much like the world Melody no, he just said it we're beginning to look too much like the world And the Lord is calling us to look differently. And the scriptures tell us we have to look differently. And in order to do that, many times when we follow the word, when we're following the word of God, we actually will look differently. And there's things that he's calling us to go do. Dallas Willard, a a famous theologian, and he says this, Discipline for the spiritual life is nothing but an activity undertaken to bring us into more Effective cooperation with Christ and his kingdom. The spiritual discipline is doing nothing more than basically aligning us to be in effective cooperation with God Almighty. Spiritual disciplines are only activities undertaken to make us capable of receiving more of his life and power without harming ourselves or others. Think about that for a second. A spiritual discipline is an activity undertaken to make us more capable of receiving his power, his life, without harming ourselves or others. That's what a discipline is. Well, what is abstinence? Again, I didn't define this last week. You don't have to turn, but 1 Peter 2, 11 says this. Beloved, I beg you, I beg you, Sojourners and pilgrims abstain, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. The Bible is clearly commanding us that we need to raise our spiritual disciplines of abstinence. There are things in our life we have to stop doing or start doing in a way where it actually is slowing us down. And I mentioned last week, how many of you, every time you go talk to somebody, you say, hey, how you doing? And what's their response? I'm doing good, but I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. Now, when you're doing what God has called you to do, I get it. People are busy and people have big lives. But that can't be the main thing that we actually hang our lives on. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And busy is not what I want to be. Busy is not what I want to be. I want to be effective for the kingdom of God at his pace, not my pace. Depending on your personality, your pace is much different. My pace is like, well, really from 5 a.m. to about 7.30 p.m., my pace is like this, and then I just stop, and I slow down. I'm done at 7.30. But I'm not talking about personality types at all. I'm talking about what God is doing and what he is moving in. There is a definition of this of abstinence is this. Listen to this. Those who deny themselves, those who deny themselves, those, those wants, those desires, those things that God is telling us to stop doing, those who deny themselves will be sure to find their strength increased. When we actually stop doing things, our strength actually increases. Do you know if you, were, if you worked out at the gym and you just worked out 24-7, you know that that is actually not good for you. What happens in our body and in our muscles is that we actually have to stop, and we have to rest in order for our bodies and our muscles to begin to repair themselves. And what happens after they rest? They're actually stronger... On the opposite side of rest. And in today's world, in society, we're like, we can't rest. We have no time to rest. We have to go, we have to go, we have to go, we have to go, and do, 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 do. But God is calling us as a church that there is a season that we are in where, yes, there will be doing and, yes, there will be going, but there's also a time of resting, of being, and of hearing God's voice. You will be sure to find your strength increased and your affections raised and inward peace continually augmented. Don't you want to live like that? Doesn't that want to be? Okay, Psalm 46. Again, I know you're in Acts chapter 9. I'll get there. Uh, This is kind of the key verse for our our whole series that we're doing. And I'm not going to go through it as I did last week, but it says this. It says, be still and know that I am God. Be still first and then know that I am God which to me says the, if then the opposite must also be true. So if we are moving too fast, if we are going too quickly, if we don't have time to spend with the Lord, if we can't orchestrate time in our life to be able to do certain things of abstaining and silence and solitude and reach, it says basically the opposite will then also be true. How will you know him? And I know people when they're busy, but every throughout the day there's pauses we can make and reflect on the goodness of God and what he's doing in our life. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And verse 11 then says this, The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. So here's the key part of this whole verse. He doesn't leave us. He doesn't forsake us. And we're not hearing his voice in certain seasons, certain things. He is still there. He is still with us. And he's calling us to be still and know. So some of the spiritual disciplines we're going to go through, we can pull that chart up. Uh, These are the ones that we're going to kind of go through as uh, we do this series. Is that up there for us? I can read them off. Uh, The first one is stopping, and I'm going to do kind of part two of stopping today. There's solitude, there's silence, there's slowing, there's Sabbath, and then there's self-restraint, which we're going to call fasting. But as every good preacher, teacher knows, everything has to start with an S, Fasting starts with an F, didn't work, and so I had to change the word to as close as I could get it to make another S in there. And so last week we were talking about stopping as a practice. Stopping as a spiritual discipline, meaning to pause for a moment throughout the day. Morning, noon, and night, when we lose our peace, when something happens in a situation that God is calling us to just stop for a moment. And to ask those two questions that we saw at the beginning of Acts chapter 9. Ask those two questions. Who are you, Lord? This is Saul on the road to Damascus. Who are you, Lord? Was his first question. And his second question was, what do you want me to do? And so I have encouraged us throughout this week. Hopefully some of you have done this. I know we did it. We, We would pause and just pray out of nowhere in a situation because we didn't have peace about it. But just to have this discipline daily to stop to pause for a moment, to seek God, to when we lose our peace, not to just keep blasting forward, to try to make ourselves feel better in some way, shape, or form. And a lot of times, he's just saying, just stop. Well, stopping part two, what I want to talk about this morning is that there are times when God just tells us to stop for a period of time. He tells us to stop for a period of time, to stop doing something for a period of time. And there's this waiting period that we end up having to get into, and I want to talk this morning about how do we wait? How do we wait during this time of stopping? What do we do and how do we wait? I want to look at Acts chapter 9, we're going to look at what Paul has done there. And before I get there, i got one more scripture for you, James 2, verse 26. Because here's what I know about stopping. It takes faith to stop. Church, it takes faith to stop. Because a lot of times we say, well, you know, Pastor Jason, you're saying, you know, as for the body without well, spirit is dead, so faith without works is also dead. And we look at works as being something we're always doing. Do you know that stopping is doing something? Stopping is doing, it It means you are actually coming to a stop. In order to come to a stop, you have to intentionally do something. And it requires faith to be able to stop. Because in our own hearts, in our own minds, in our own plans, we just want to keep moving forward. I feel like I'm not making progress unless I'm moving forward. But God calls us to stop. And in this passage of scripture, man, did he stop Saul, who became Paul. Man, he stopped with a hard stop. And a lot of times, God in our life will call us to a hard stop for a season, for a period of time. And you have given us a word or a vision of something of the future, and we want everything in our hearts and in our minds and our power to try to grasp at that vision or that word that He's given us. And we do everything in our own power to try to get there. What I'm believing that the Lord is speaking to a lot of us is there's a season and a time of waiting and stopping. And allow God to do his work. And not for us to try to do our own work. So Acts chapter 9. Starting in verse 8. It says, Then Saul arose from the ground. And when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight. But look at this. Here's... The first thing. And neither ate nor drank. So the very first thing we see, how was Saul at this time before he became Paul, how was he waiting? He decided to fast. He decided to start fasting. He said, you know what? I, I don't have sight. God arrested my attention. He told me to go to Damascus, so I did. I said, what do you want me to do? He said, go to Damascus. So he did it. And so he had to begin this waiting period. Now, this was only a couple days. How many of you have been in a season where you had to wait a lot more than a couple days for God's promise or call or something to come to pass? How was he waiting? He was fasting. He was was saying, you know what? I'm going to yield. I'm going to wait and I'm going to fast. Verse 10. Now, there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him, the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Lord, or here I am, Lord. I absolutely love that. So again, Ananias, a disciple, he's in tune with the Lord. I'm telling you, he was still and he was knowing who God was. And the Lord called out to him, Ananias. And what was his response? Here I am, Lord. Right away, he heard God's voice. Do You know, in order to hear God's voice, sometimes we have to slow down. And we have to stop. And we have to be in a place where we're able to receive and to hear what God has for us. So Ananias was listening. Verse 11. And the Lord said to him, Arise and go to a street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying. So here we are. We got Saul, Paul, who is persecuting Christians left and right. Jesus came and got his attention big time. And Jesus called him into a time of stopping and waiting. So he's just like, we're going to stop and you're going to wait. So much so that, you know what, I'm going to remove the sight. So that you can't even see. You are stopping and you are waiting. Right there. Right now. And what does Paul go do? He begins to fast and he begins to pray. So he, as he's waiting, he is praying. And if we look earlier, he saw he was fasting. He's stopping. He is seeking. He is waiting for God. Verse 12, and in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. So if you look again, I'll recap these here in a minute. I have it on a slide to recap them for you. So not only is he fasting and he's praying, which means he's not moving real quick. He's staying in Damascus, and now he's what? He's hearing from God. It didn't say that God told him on the road to Damascus that someone was going to come and he's going to receive his sight. He was told that while he was waiting. He was told that while he was waiting. In a vision, he's seen this man coming, putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. Verse 13, then Ananias answered, Lord, this is one of my favorite scriptures in the whole Bible. How many of us have had a situation where we're having a discussion with God and we're pushing back? Come on, church, right? You're in this moment of waiting or this thing that God has told you to go do or he's asking you to go do something and we start pushing back, right? I mean, when, we, when I got the call, when we got the call really to leave GE and to come help with the church, whether they pay you or not was what I heard. I mean, I loved my job. I finally got to the job in which I was working for at GE for 11 years. I got to the job. I was the plant manager. It's what I always wanted. I was in the job for like two months. I couldn't even enjoy it all that much. Two months. And the Lord was like, I want you to go leave GE. I'm just like, no, 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 no. I didn't hear that. That's not right. And, of course, he gave my beautiful wife confirmation during the church service. And so it was just like, all right, he's probably like, you know, this guy, Jason, he's not going to really listen to this. I'm going to have to give him all kinds of confirmation on all types of different people. And I debated him. Even after I had confirmation, I remember driving. You guys remember that big Jeep I had? Remember the big Jeep I had? I had this massive Jeep with 35-inch tires. I mean, I would roll into GE like I don't know what. Just, it was this awesome Jeep. And I remember driving it arguing with God. argue? yeah. It's just like, no, 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 no. That's not what you really want. That's not what you really want. Someone's called to finance the ministry. It's got to be me. Right? And so that's what I thought it was, but that is not what God had in store. And so here's Ananias. I love this. Lord, I have heard many things about this man. How much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call in your name. So Ananias is just like, hello, God, you want me to do what? You want me to pray for a who? Are you kidding me? So he's pushing back. But then the Lord says this. The Lord said to him, verse, verse uh, 15, go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him many things. He must suffer from my name's sake. Right? So Ananias is like, okay, I'll go. So Ananias went his way and entered the house. And laying hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came has sent me that you might receive your sight and be filled with the Spirit. That's what we were talking about here this morning. Being filled with the Spirit. overflow overflow of the spirit in our lives the point here is ananias obeyed and a miracle occurred immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales he received his sight at once and he arose and was baptized and so we see here that paul is waiting and what is he doing while he's waiting what is he doing when god has called for a stop And I want to challenge you here this morning, every person that hears my voice, is God calling you to stop something? Is God calling you in your life to stop something? Is he calling you to stop doing something? You know, many times we do things in our life and they just become routine, they become habit. They're not actually adding any value to our lives. And I'm asking you this morning, is God calling you this morning to stop something? Maybe he's calling you to, like, Pastor Jason, what are you talking about? What about every night before you go to bed? Is there something you're doing, a habit, a discipline of watching Prime Video or watching Netflix or doing something that's adding no value to your life? Is he calling you to stop doing that? He may not be. Is he calling you to get up and begin to spend time with him in the morning? He might be. But are there things in your life that he is calling you to stop doing? And I'm telling you that when we stop doing those things, there is blessing in that. There is blessing in that. So what did Paul do? What did Paul do while he was waiting? And I've got a slide up. It says, If God is asking you to stop doing something, what is it? What is it here that we can see that Paul did? Number one, he prayed. And when I'm saying praying, what did he really? what was he really doing is he was yielding his spirit. When we begin to abstain from something, we need to be understanding. when we begin to pray, we have to understand that we are yielding our spirit, man. We are coming into alignment when we were praying in tongues, or were praying in other languages. When we are praying, we are beginning to yield our spirit. We also saw that Paul was fasting, which means we have to also yield our bodies. When we are in a time of waiting, when we are in a time of stopping, we all want to do something, but actually it's yielding is what we actually have to go do. Yielding is the key while we're stopped. We have to yield our bodies in fasting. The next thing we have to do, is, as we saw from Paul, is we have to hear from God. We have to slow down to a point where we can hear from God, which is really yielding our thoughts. How many of us have these thoughts that just run off like crazy? We have to yield our thoughts. We have to get quiet with the Lord and meditate on his word and hear from him. And the last thing, this I think this is one of the most important things, and Pastor Andy does a great job of this. He'll tell you that he probably doesn't, but I believe that he does, is be present in today. We have to yield our actions to what God is asking us to do today. Grace, if you want to come back up here. These things that we have in front of us that we can do while we're waiting, and I wanted to present those to you this morning in a way because I do believe that God is calling many of us to stop doing certain things. I'm not talking about the spiritual disciplines of action, all the good things that we can do, but there are things in your life and what I'm calling it is, is I want each and every one of you to take an inventory of your life. Take an inventory of your time. Take an inventory of where you're putting your effort, your money. Because what the Bible says is where you are doing that is where your heart truly is. And if you're putting your time and your attention and your affection on things that are not adding value in your life and into your spiritual well-being, I believe God is challenging us this morning to say, is there something that you need to stop doing? And as we stop doing those things, you say, Pastor Jason, now I've got all this time on my hands because I'm not doing such and such a thing anymore. Well, we can do what exactly Paul showed us to do. So we can pray. We can hear from God. We can fast. We can yield to Him. And we'll talk more about fasting in the coming weeks. I just want each of us just close our eyes and bow our heads this morning. I'm going to stop talking for just a minute. It may feel like 10 minutes because we're not used to stopping and listening. But I believe the Lord is calling us to rearrange some things in our life. And I want you just to ask Him now Lord, is there anything, Lord, is there anything currently in my life that you're asking me to stop doing, to subtract from my life? Things that aren't adding any value, maybe he just flat out wants you to stop doing something for a period of time. So just ask him that now. Everyone with their eyes still closed and heads bowed. We're in God's presence here all morning and some of us may find it easy to hear from the Lord in those situations I know I do. But the harder part is actually going and then being obedient to what he has asked you to go do Sunday afternoon, Monday morning, and for the rest of the time he's called you to do something or to stop something. So if that was you today, if you were someone who heard something from the Lord that you needed to stop doing, no one's looking around, I just want you to slip your hand up this morning. That was you this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Put your hands down after you have raised them. Father, Father. Lord, you you see all those hands that went up across this church, Lord. Lord, we thank you for speaking to us. Lord, we ask that you would strengthen us to walk in obedience to you. That those things in which you've called us to stop doing in our lives, that we would have the strength to do them. And Father, as we wait, as we, some of us in a season of feeling like we're stopped and we're waiting, Lord, that we would seek you in a new way, praying and fasting, hearing from you, and Lord, that we would just be present in the moment, in today. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you have given us grace for today, not for tomorrow because we're not there yet. But, Lord, that we would be present in the moment, that we would have grace for today, and we thank you for it. Thank you, Lord. With everyone's eyes closed and head bowed still, I want to ask a question before you guys leave. If you're here this morning and you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, if you're saying, this is the, Pastor Jason, as you're speaking, my heart is just fluttering. Something on the inside of me says that my life needs to change. I can tell you what you need is Jesus in your life. As easy and as simple as that, you need Jesus in your life. If that's you this morning, I just want you to slip your hand up. If you're here and you say, I've never made Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior, put your hand up high so I can see it. Young man, I see your hand. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is the day of salvation, says the Lord. Is there anybody else? You might be watching, someone might be watching online. We're going to say this prayer together. And then that young man who raised his hand, I want you to meet me up here immediately after church. All of us can do this together. We can repeat this prayer together. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins and defeating death so I can have a relationship with you. Lord, I am a sinner, but I am saved by your grace. Thank you for being in my life, and I receive your love today. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Well, praise the Lord. I have a, uh, just a benediction I want to read over you guys there's some prayer teams that'll be up front. If you need prayer for anything else in your life, I just want you to come up here and these guys can agree with you and pray with you. It says this, Romans 15. Just receive this benediction. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. You are dismissed and have a wonderful week and have a blessed, blessed day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.